Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to For Future Considerations. By now, it's got to be your favorite podcast, and you can find this podcast anywhere you find your second favorite pod- podcast. But this is episode 18 of For Future Considerations. We've got four people joining us today. Of course, <laughs> Manny Pava and John Rashad are here as well. Boys, how are we doing today? Good. Great weather. I'm in a good mood. Oh, that should last about six minutes. <laughs> Let's talk about the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> uh, wah, wah, wah. Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to challenge you for your mood. I'm in a great mood because somebody brought over some tequila. Yeah, that's right. Dwayne Johnson was here. He's the, the fourth guest. No, Sorry, John. Uh, we're, we're out of room. <laughs> no, our uh, our esteemed guest, and and I would suggest now at this point we can say regular panelist Steve Bell joining us once again. Beller, well, thanks he, for he, the time. He, well, to be honest, these guys found me, uh, Johnny. I was right at the corner of Tecumseh and Lozon, <laughs> and uh, and and I was holding up that sign I made out of cardboard a couple of weeks ago back when when when, when Bell fired me, or, or term <laughs> no yeah term, term, <laughs> I believe they called it termination. Can I go to work tomorrow? No, you're terminated. Oh, so I've been holding up this sign at the corner of Tecumseh and Lozon. It says, we'll work for beer. Imagine that. Pava comes driving by. Beller, jump in the what? Jump in the car. Come over. We're doing a podcast. So we'll work for beer and uh, and a shot of tequila. I'm in, man. Hey, what what do we think about this tequila? What's it called again? Uh, it's Terra Mana uh, tequila, which is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's brand. It just came out uh in Ontario, I, uh, the first time I've ordered liquor in advance. This was uh, very exciting. Nick. Went on the uh, the LCBO website and they had a little ad for it. Purchased it. Tells you it's coming in five to fourteen days. And eight days later, it was here and uh, the bottle was cracked. But it's uh, it's smooth. I, I I like it a lot. Do they deliver right to your front door? No, you had to go and, and pick it up from the LCBO. So I had three other bottles of wine while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, yeah, it's not a not a scam at all. They're running over there. I like it. Do yeah. you give it the two thumbs up? Oh, absolutely. It's it doesn't. Uh, it's got the bite, but it doesn't have the. The lingering aftertaste. I you say, say something bad about it, the rock will kick the living daylight. He'll, he'll come right over here, Fair knock enough. on Annie's door. There's uh, we got three three guys down in the garage. Like what? Yeah, Dwayne Johnson was just by and kicked the living daylights out of these fools. For, was that uh, a radio or my bones breaking? <laughs> so, Beller, you like it though? Hey, what is my favorite beer, Manny? Free. <laughs> and, uh, same with the tequila. No, I, I go to Mexico. I go to, and I usually go to Puerto Vallarta because that's where they adopt oh, yeah. That's that's yep. the or the region, uh, Alisco, where uh, where they make the tequila. So, and I usually bring my wife, and she's a very good counter. She's not an accountant, but she can count how many shots you've had. Honey, do you realize how many drinks you've had? No, but I'm sure you could inform me. <laughs> and I wonder why I call her ratchet. It's, no, I can't count right yep. now. So no, I can't even see. <laughs> so the tequila is getting the the three or the six thumbs up here. 
uh, for you, John. So you got to try some out. Yeah, very good. I will. Uh, I will do that. Ah, well, by this time next week. <laughs> yep. By this time next week, when we record again, you better tell us. All right. Well, I do have an LCBO in my town. We don't have everything, but we do have the important stuff. There you go. Ice cream and tequila. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great together. Absolutely. That'd be great together. What do you got upstairs? Come on, baby. (laughs) So, so Beller, the uh, former sports director at AM800, voice of the Spitfires, though, whenever they get a season going. Yeah. What else have you been doing? Uh, actually, I've been fairly busy. Uh, I, uh, Goran Todorovic, who was just last week named not only the top real estate team, Team Goran, at Remax Care Realty, uh, the number one team in Windsor-Essex, he's also been named the number one real estate team in the country. Wow. Uh, and they break it down per capita. And, you know, I mean, yeah. a home and a garage in Toronto sells for $1.2 million, uh, you know, so... But um, and he's had me in. Uh, I do a little sports cast about five minutes long, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. So I go in, and they video it. Hey, I was forty-one years on the radio for a reason, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but whatever. Yeah. So we go in, and and I just uh, you know put together a little bit of a sports cast at home. I don't have a tele. People say, "Well, look at the, ca- the what camera? What are you talking about? I'm a radio man." <laughs> uh, so I just uh, you know kind of keeps my hand in it a little bit. And uh, he said, "Hey, look at it. The radio station, and, and obviously they they could care less. I mean, about sports, they've totally, totally got mm-hmm. ripped all the sports out altogether. So I mean, you've got the number one real estate team in the country saying, hey, come over here, put some sports on. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, then two other days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoon, I've been going out in the community and um, just kind of reaching out. A lot of the businesses in the area that have been hit hard uh, due to COVID-19, it could be a hairdresser, it could be a restaurant, it could be a small service garage that does your oil, that have been closed down and then they're open and then the restaurant could have 10 people in. So uh, Goran's idea, and I mean, he is very successful and, and does very well, is to help out some of the businesses that have struggled. So he's made me, actually gave me a title as it, his company's called Team Goran Remax Care Realty, and I'm his care ambassador. So just doing a little bit of public relations work and what we're doing is going out and shooting some short uh, videos, five, six minutes in length, seven minutes, something like that. And just talking to some of the uh, the business owners and some of the people that have really been hit hard and trying to give them some free publicity, free advertising. Mm-hmm. They give them the B-roll, let them keep all the, uh, all the video, and they can use that on Instagram, Facebook, whatever advertising platform they want for the business. Um, just kind of a way to give back that he's been successful and trying to help out some other businesses that have struggled. So, so you're do- all over Windsor-Essex. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, you know, this week I'm out in Amherstburg. I've been in uh, St. Joachim, seeing all the bright spots, uh, uh, Lakeshore. So, yeah, we are out and apparently going to start getting out into Chatham and Kent a little oh, bit as well. And then on uh, Mondays, uh, I still do a lot of advertising for Lally Ford. This, uh, uh, By the way, Future Considerations has been brought to you in part by Lally Ford in the Tilbury Auto Mall. <laughs> Yo, your next Ford should be like my Ford. A Lally Ford, Tilbury. Uh, by the way, we'll have to bill uh, Adam Lally for that. But on, on Monday mornings, I do... Uh, we'll have uh, to get Adam on the park. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, got a spot for him, too. You, you know what? These guys you have like been... tequila, they've, Adam? They've, <laughs> they've been bugging me to do a podcast so that uh, folks can listen. And I've been telling... Hey, I've got one for you for future considerations. Uh, so I do a sports cast uh, just on their Facebook, and it's just uh, they've seen my my video work, so they, the audio would be fine. So I do a little, <laughs> a little, a little five minute sports cast every Monday morning uh, at the at the number one Ford dealership in the area. So mm. 
I've been I've been fairly busy, despite being the fact that I'm unemployed. <laughs> How did I ever find you on the street corner? <laughs> <laughs> Five minute break and I was thirsty. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back on the show and uh, sharing your hot takes. And I'm sure we'll get some comments like we did uh, last time you were on and also like uh, we did last week. Right, Matt? Yeah, it was pretty busy as far as uh, feedback and stuff. Um, so I don't know, and we mentioned this earlier, I don't know a thing about soccer. Um, Patrick is probably the best sports or soccer analyst you're going to find. He agrees with me saying Ronaldo is a thousand percent not the greatest goal scorer of all time. He sounds like he actually has some thought behind it because he mentioned other people. He's but, just doing this on purpose. He's a good old Bruce County lad. Okay. Well, what's and, wrong with Bruce County, yeah. man? <laughs> I said he was a good old yeah, lad. Exactly. Yeah. But we've gone back and forth, I think, for 20 years now about <laughs> soccer. And he apparently doesn't like the po- talented Portuguese soccer stars. So... Patrick, a, a Pele fan, a Maradona fan, a well, he Neymar. Listed, he listed those two. Yeah. But they're not even close. Like Ronaldo, when you need a goal, you give the Ronaldo. ball to Ronaldo. I tell you what, he's the prettiest. <laughs> it's not even close, man. And you wonder why these soccer guys and after the match ever see they rip their shirt off, take their if I had abs, if I had oh. a, if I had a stomach like that, I'd be you'd see me in the street corner with no shirt on. <laughs> I'd be Hey hey, put your shirt on, pal. What the hell's that? No. If, if I look like that, I'd be taking my shirt off too, man. Oh yeah, we saw a video here of uh, a couple of tow truck drivers stopping traffic going out of it. They could be stopping traffic for a different reason. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and uh speaking of video, did you guys see the uh, video of Matt Stafford that says uh, thank you and farewell to Detroit. Thank you for everything, Detroit. Sincerely, number nine. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's now, as far as I'm concerned, that's three guys that the Detroit Lions franchise have really done a disservice to in Barry, Calvin, and and Matthew Stafford. You know, I I think he, uh, you know, he, see that video, see all the stuff that he's been doing with his time in in, in Detroit and everything that he was dealing with his wife and uh, the support that he was getting as well throughout the community during that time. I mean, they, they really, they really hung that poor kid out to dry. And and I hope, uh, I hope he's able to to turn things around and, and really show that he's an elite quarterback. You know, the, the thing too, with the, the video, I, I I don't know. I just, I leak really easily. I, I see a, a puppy get hurt or something. I start crying. I think I lasted the first minute. I was pretty good. It was about a nine minute video. Yeah, was long and Lord, my wife asked, what, why are you crying? I cried for seven minutes of it. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And for anyone that ever thought, Matt Stafford, he's not that, t- I'll tell you what, he took a couple of, in that video, mm-hmm. I think it was one of the guys from the Packers, absolutely destroyed him, blew him up. And he didn't know. And he didn't know what day it was. Yeah. He was, I can play. I'll come back. I'll, I I tell you what, that guy had huge kahunas, mm-hmm. and uh, and man, he took some vicious pops. Never ever backed down. Came right back. The, te- the team was out of the play, going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you, that was a fabulous video. And and wish him all the best, man. Is there another athlete who has done something like that? Has put together a nine minute video to say farewell to the city that you called home. That made you the number one pick. And it wasn't just about football in the no, video. It was, talked yeah. about all, some the of the economy, other things. Detroit being down and up. And, and, and the things fr- he did in the community with the health yeah. perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was really, really touching for sure, man. Heather had some comments on that video as well. And uh, she called him an amazing young man. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. agree with 
Couldn't yeah. agree Patrick more, right? and Heather, bang on. This <laughs> Patrick, not bang so much. On. Heather, bang on. A thousand percent, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> we got great feedback as well from uh, some of the interviews that we've done. So um, we had uh, former Spitfires captain Luke Boca on the OT. Then we had an emergency double OT <laughs> podcast with Andrew Parrott of the Owen Sound Attack. He's been one of the guys leading the charge to get the OHL back on the ice and we're still waiting for that, but uh, hopefully it's it's coming sooner than later. I'd like to see him challenge, you know, anybody. If we're not going to play, you want to drop the mitts and we'll talk about yeah. that? <laughs> okay, we'll play tomorrow. <laughs> and if you've missed any of those episodes, don't worry. You can listen to the interviews with Luke Boca and Andrew Parrott wherever you're listening to this podcast or uh, the previous podcasts with this guy as well. And uh, you can uh, catch up with us on social media at... Uh, podcast ffc on instagram twitter or facebook and uh, facebook is at for future considerations yeah i was thrilled to see so many positive comments on social media about both luke boca Mm -hmm. the all-time franchise leader in games played for the spitfires and andrew parrott like we were talking about it afterwards he was so well spoken Mm -hmm. A great representative of the players trying to get them back on the ice. Yeah, for sure. And and Beller, you'd know them on a on a different level too. After games, uh, off the ice, the bus rides, and, and all that stuff. Share with us the, the experiences you've had with those two. Well, well with with Luke Boca, for I, the the one that comes to mind too is just walking through a snowstorm uh, to a game on a, a Sunday morning. We had played the night before in Flint on a Saturday night in Flint. Came out of the arena in Flint, 10.30, the game's over, quarter to 11. Okay, we got a four-hour bus ride, five-hour up to uh, to Sault Ste. Marie. No, we leave Flint. It starts. It's freezing rain, and then it turns to a blizzard snowstorm. We come into, Flint, into uh, Sault Ste. Marie at like 6.30 in the morning, and you think, oh, I'm dead. We're going to go to the hope. No, we have to go to the rink and hang up the gear. We have to be at the rink at noon for a two o'clock game. And at noon to walk over to the rink, I walked over with Luke Boca through a couple of feet of snow that morning and just just talking to him. I've got to know his folks a little bit, too, from, uh, believe it or not, he grew up a Spitfire fan. He's from Plymouth, mm-hmm. from, Plym- <laughs> from Plymouth, a Plymouth whaler. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he said, no, I came over. I loved uh, and just. You know, there, there's good guys and, bad, you know, guys that kind of rub you the wrong way. Not many of them, but Luke Bulk is one of the good guys, mm-hmm. and he'll be a success in whatever he does. I also remember with Luke as well, introducing him at a, at a, at a high school. And he went and spoke to the kids in the gymnasium. Always handled, and that was when he was, you know, year one or year two of his mm-hmm. eight-year career with the Spits. Uh, but uh, a real <laughs> gentleman. Uh, obviously, uh, Parrot, I don't know that well. I remember more his dad playing yeah, yeah, and you talk uh, and you talk about a chip off the another guy. You didn't look sideways at too many times. Or a real tough guy. But I found over the years, quite often the guys that are the toughest on the ice are the nicest, most polite guys. Not funny. You get on the bus and they're like, "Hey, hey, Biller, do you want a, a, a butter tart? My mom made these butter." It's a guy that has a two minutes in tripping penalties all year. That's a complete <laughs> jerk. And a guy that has two hundred minutes in pims that'll punch your face in on the ice. Oh, Mr. Bell, it's really nice to see you. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's what I found from those guys. The, t- the tough guys, they're tough for a reason on the ice, and usually they're real gentlemen off the ice. Still remember that fight, and oh, Andrew talked about it on the last podcast. With Curtis Douglas? Yes, his fight with yeah. Curtis Douglas. That was a dandy. It was a great fight. Great. Fight. Glad I wasn't in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, that's where I want to start with uh, Parrot's letter in the Ontario Hockey League. We're expecting an announcement any day now from the Ontario government allowing the OHL to return to play. And uh, every indication is when the green light does finally come. They're going to play uh, 24 games in bubble cities. So where would you guys put those bubble cities? Well, I, I would have suggested first and foremost that Windsor, you, we're all in Windsor, Windsor would be a great spot for it. But now that they've set up a vaccination clinic at the WFCU Center. You yeah, know, over the, the line, you try to vaccinate the 75-year-old, then it's uh, tapped all the way. Oh, that's offside. Come on. Yeah. Plus, we're in the red zone. I, I just don't see how the province would allow Windsor to be a hub city. Yeah, considering it's been so difficult to get them off the map uh, to or off the mat to begin with, um, you know, I'm I'm thinking London is one that's been active this whole time, saying they'd love to do it. Um, whether you put one in Ottawa, Barrie, Niagara, around there, it, it would be great if it was uh, it was in Windsor because you know there's certainly going to be not necessarily the boost you would see of a Memorial Cup tournament or anything like that, having all these teams in one city, but there's got to be some positive spin off from it. Yeah, I, I would think so. I, I just kind of fooled around with it. I, I mean, I'm not knocking them. I, you know, I went, we went to school in London, and yeah, I have family in London. They're all huge Londonite fans, but London does. And I know the mayor in London has been quite. Outspoken. He's campaigned. Yes, He's he campaigned has. So, so why don't yeah. we put Kitchener, Guelph, Owen Sound, and Erie in London? Up in Sault Ste. Marie, we'll put Saginaw, Flint, Sarnia, and the Spitfires in the Sioux. Maybe somewhere like Kingston with Ottawa, the Generals, Pete's, and North Bay. And then maybe in St. Catharines, uh, down in Niagara, Sudbury, Barrie, Mississauga, Hamilton, and the host team, Niagara. See, I like those cities. I think mm -hmm. Kingston or Ottawa would be one. Yep. I like Niagara. Uh, and I like the Sioux because initially I thought maybe Sudbury, but they're in terrible shape. And, and, and there's a lot of good hotels. In, near which, the rink the, in the Sioux. Near the rink that you can, yeah. you can actually walk to. Um, 10, 15 minute walk over to the rink. Uh, lots of, you know, restaurant, everything. So I, I think the Sioux would work as well. And uh, they have their case count under control, yeah. unlike Sudbury. And, and, right and now. I would think you play the 24, and, and we've talked about it even prior to the podcast. Uh, whoever comes out of that, if it's out of the London bubble, then, well, we'll go way out on a limb and take London, whatever. And whoever comes out of those bubbles, if you've got the conferences kind of set up mm -hmm. a little, and it's not going to be long, maybe even if it's a best of five. And I, I, when I, I spoke recently with uh, Trevor Latowski, the head coach of the Spitz, and he said, we have to try to give these guys something to play for. If it's a guy being drafted, that's fine. If it's a guy in his overage year, he's looking to try to get a contract. It's the guys in between that he seemed to be concerned about to keep them engaged mm -hmm. in the bubble, to keep them, well, what am I? I'm, a, I'm the third or fourth line. I'm really, we have to try to, we're trying to win this division so we can go on and try to win some kind of a championship, mm -hmm. not maybe a Memorial Cup as per se, but a chance to win something. Yeah, that's what Andrew said on the last show too, right, John? Yeah, four teams advancing possibly to the playoffs. Do you guys think that's is that too few or would you like to see more? I don't mind the four, to be honest with you. I mean, it's I think 24 games is obviously a shortened portion of the season, but I still think it's enough to let the cream of the crop rise to the top and, and you know, you take the, the winner out of that. I'd like to see something a little bit, you know, maybe 
maybe we're not necessarily a playoff, but the top two teams from each conference play each other, and then the winner of that goes on. So I guess that becomes eight. Uh, but, you know, it, it would obviously be a have to be a short series, like you mentioned, five at the most, maybe even three to get out of your conference. But uh, I'm okay with it. As, you know, again, as long as it's happening, I think we're all okay with it. But I still think your idea works if, if, you, have two, um, if you have two East bubbles, one in, in Niagara and one in Kingston. Yep. The winner of those bubbles meet in the conference final. Mm, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so I think that could work, John. I really think it's the only way to go because by the time they drop the puck, it might be mid-April. Like at least a lot of rumors out there that uh, the start date may be around April tenth. Um, that's pretty late uh, with regards to trying to get a regular season in mm-hmm. and then playoffs. Right. And then now let's move to the NHL, where there's also a bit of a COVID issue in Montreal and Boston right now. How do you guys think the NHL has handled the pandemic this season? Well, uh, I think the NHL has handled it just fine, to be quite honest. The the Montreal COVID uh, issue that's uh, forced the cancellation of three games this week. It's the first time it's happened in a North division. I think there's been now 38 games postponed in the NHL with the most recent postponements. Um, and Montreal's backed up now, what, until like Sunday or something, yes. I think, until yeah. like Sunday. I, I just I just think you know, it just goes to show that this is the uh, this is what happens in a pandemic. As, as much as you try to control everything, the, this virus will spread. And I think it's incumbent on the players to do a better job to try to prevent the spread of the virus even further. Like, uh, I think the NHL has done a good job with spreading out its games that it can make up many of those games. I think we talked on the last podcast about Dallas. They they have like nine games in hand on some teams. Um, that's where you get into trouble if you're missing a ton of games. That's where I think you get into trouble. But the players have to take some more responsibility. At one time, the NBA had a lot of issues. Now the NHL has had more games postponed than the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what what comes of this at, at the end of the season, right? Uh, whether some of these teams are going to have to play three and three. And, you know, it, it could uh, obviously change things up quite a bit. I, I don't think there's really much else the NHL could do at this point. And, and I think the difficult thing is, you know, uh, that these these kids and, and hockey players at the end of the day are all people, right? They, they're married. They've got girlfriends. They've got family. They've got friends, kids, you know, that they, they luckily enough get to go home to this yeah, time instead no of bubble. playing in that bubble. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, there's there's nobody that I know of that I've heard that is going out and blatantly trying to get this thing. It, it happens at the grocery store. It happens at the pharmacy. And that's that's and why it, I, I, I jumped happens. at my very first opportunity a couple of weekends ago and yeah. stopped in at Shoppers. And I was just going to inquire about it because I had applied online for mm-hmm. the shot, being a little bit older than you fellow, a lot older than you fellows, <laughs> that, uh, that I stopped in. And, and when I stopped at the Shoppers Drug Mart, they said, hey, you can come in right now. Okay. Hmm. And, well, I'm going to wait for that. No, you don't wait for it. The first one that comes along, if it's available, take it, get it, and uh, and let's move on and and try to, I mean, it's been a, a year, so let, let's try to advance and, and do anything we can. But yeah. I think the NHL has done a really good job, and it's a little bit unfortunate now that Montreal's been hit and the Bruins hit a little bit, but I think overall, I, 
I think they, you see them walk in, and these guys get it. They're they're masked up, and mm-hmm. and I think they're doing everything they can. Yeah, and a spinoff of that pillar, and and one thing that I I really am enjoying seeing on on social media or wherever else we go, the the pride that people are taking in I've got my shot, right? You know, the pictures of the band aids, the the stamp that I took put mine on off, Instagram. and I didn't cry or anything, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so just a Matthew Stafford uh, yeah, video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cry oh, that not was, getting a shot oh, in the arm. <laughs> shot in the arm was nothing. Yeah. Oh. So it's great to see. I'm glad people are excited about about doing it and promoting it that way. Uh, Steve, this question's a little bit more for you since you're the Leafs fan in the bunch. Uh, we have a bit of a goalie oh, controversy. Hey, hey, I, I sit on that fence. I sit on the Red Wing fence. No, but but yeah, I, I'm more of a Leaf fan than than these uh, these guys. But uh, but yeah, I still I, I like the Red Wings a lot too. Um, well, who would you be starting in goal right now for the Leafs, Anderson or Campbell? Back to back shutouts for Jack Campbell, and the Leafs win it two nothing to snap a three game losing streak. A Thursday night, there's no question. I mean, Frederick Anderson's the number one goaltender in Toronto. Everybody knows that. Uh, Jack Campbell, the former Spitfire, is the backup. We know that. So Frederick Anderson's the number one goalie. And come Thursday night, the Leafs are in Ottawa. They need a win. They, have, of course, had lost six of seven. So your starting goaltender, without any doubt, on Thursday night is Jack Campbell. <laughs> Jack Campbell's a guy. And, and this isn't Pee Wee House League that we're playing to be even in terms of ice time. Or that this is the number one. Jack Campbell has earned that right now. And it's up to uh, Frederick Anderson to take it back from him. So Thursday night, my starting goal... What do I have to do? Stand on my head. And not only the shutout that he got, Jack Campbell, you can see the way the players, and I'm not, I'm not knocking Frederick Anderson at all, and I still do think that he is going to be the number, he's the number one guy. Mm-hmm. But and especially the, the big deal here too, John, is they've had, what, three, four days off before the game Thursday night. So with that amount of time off, you come back with Jack Campbell, and at least for now, yeah, you pencil in Frederick Anderson to start. I think it's on Saturday night. Uh, but but let's make a little let's make these guys play for it and yeah I, I start Jack Campbell Thursday night. I was shocked when we looked at the uh, the lineup here for the podcast and I saw the words controversy and the Toronto Maple Leafs in the same set. That is the first time I think our podcast. Who are you going to say, Bruce Gamble? Our, our, our podcast is three months old. I think we've talked about controversies with the Maple Leafs six times already. No, and, and, and it I, happens every day. That ends with the letter Y. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Look, right now, uh, end of the day, and, and I'm with you, Beller. You know, I think game one of the playoffs, Frederick Anderson's going to be in net, and yep. I think they're in trouble if he's not, to be honest with you. Uh, he's played the last six games. He's a little banged up right now. Uh, you know they're they're playing against a team, and you don't play down to Ottawa. Obviously, no. Toronto has seen that uh, maybe more than anybody this year. Um, but Jack Campbell's playing well. The guys play well in front of him. They they like playing for him. So I th- I think it's uh, as, as easy as as you made it sound for for that game specifically. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Like Freddie Anderson's hurt. Mm. This isn't about he's a hundred percent and playing awful. He's hurt. He was, pl- he was playing great until he got hurt against Montreal about a dozen games ago. And and he's now been pl- not 100%. So you you rest him, let him get 100%, play the other guy. It's a bonus that he's playing well mm-hmm. and you're getting points. They need Freddie Anderson to be healthy in the playoffs because they need they have a better shot with Freddie Anderson to win the Cup. I think they have no shot to win the Cup with Jack Campbell. And the thing, you know, with goaltending, there's the odd time you can 
run a tender. We know that and play a ton of games and down. But most times I say it's like pitching and you can never have too much good pitching. You can never have too much good tending. And most times you need not one, you need two. Not not a great starter and a backup that's, oh, well, well, well mm-hmm. winging a prayer. You need two good tenders. Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe that it's it's a bad thing that you've got no. two guys that you could start and, and be comfortable with Perfect. both, right? And, and I'm out of this the old school of you've got a number one goalie and you've got a backup goalie. Like, sure, in, in Tampa Bay, they've got Vasilevsky. Oh, yeah. He's a number one goalie. Oh, yeah. You've got Carey Price in Montreal. He's a number one goalie. But everybody else, you need to have two pretty good goalies, especially yeah, the way the schedule is going, where you're playing back-to-back nights. And, you know, I... I been watching the Dallas Stars and their goaltending situation just because I've got all of them on my fantasy hockey team. And yeah, Ottinger plays and then you switch Kudobin and you go back and forth and they've both been playing well. They feed off of each other playing well the the game before. I think it's a great thing for the the Leafs to have that problem right now. Yeah, John, what's the controversy in Vancouver? (laughs) Every time they play. Yeah, really. Uh, no, there's not really much of a goaltending controversy there. They just need to play 700 hockey the rest of the way. And uh, and now they're nicked up with some injuries, too. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, boy, it's a tall test for Vancouver to make the playoffs. What would you do if you were Jim Benning at the uh, trade deadline that's coming up in a couple weeks, Rashad? Besides signing all the Leafs players that go yeah. on waivers. Yeah, yeah every single Leaf player. We'll just uh, get them on waivers, and there we go. Besides bringing Trevor Linden and uh, Alex McGillney back, uh, what, what would your suggestion be? Uh, see, I'm pessimistic about this team. We just had to win. <laughs> It'll surprise no one. <laughs> What's the what's the timestamp on uh, on this right now, Rashad? How far in are we? Uh, twenty nine minutes. It only took us twenty nine minutes for John to say he was pessimistic about the Canucks. Well, well, you can bet that on Proline. Yeah, yeah, over under. Yeah, 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 the over under was thirty. Well, when your team has to win eight out of ten to get back to five hundred, it's not looking good. No, I, I would be a seller, but that's just me. What would you sell? <laughs> Ain't nobody buying. You got nothing to sell. Does anyone want Benning? <laughs> you know what? If you're Jim Benning, stop dyeing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. And now it's time for our play of the week. A guy who doesn't need to dye his hair. It's brought to you by Next Level Athletics. Have you seen this guy's beard? Have you seen his beard lately? It's huge. You go on the Facebook, you don't even see his face anymore. (laughs) He looks like that Sasquatch from the Geico commercials. <laughs> and he hasn't called me in a while, so that's why. <laughs> Shane Topolovic, uh, based in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition to prepare your body for the next level. Our number one uh, athletic trainer, next level athletics, was Shane Topolovic. And the play of the week this week comes from the Hoops World, the NCAA. Washington! So in March Madness this year, there have been a record number of upsets in the round of 32. 12, in fact, beat that mark of 10. The record for the entire tournament is 13. So guys, how do your brackets look now? 
Valor, did, you, did you do a bracket? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Busted. And was that uh, on fire or is it in the shredder? Or oh, where is it? No, yeah, it's, it's pretty much in the shredder. Uh, yeah, the thing is, you know, I don't, I don't follow that closely all year long. So when it comes time to do the brackets, obviously, you take a look at, uh, you know, the top 25. You take a look at the coaches poll. You take a look at the Saragon ratings, the computer rankings. If, if there's a, a team that's ranked... Eighth in the country, playing a team ranked 47th. Unless you're really clever and have something, some inside knowledge, why would I take a, a huge? So, but you also know there's all, always going to be a 12 that beats uh-huh. a five. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be some. It's the key to pick which one. If you go and say, hey, look, I took a whack of upsets, you're likely going to lose unless you got really lucky somehow and picked those exact right. Because if you pick, you also picked a lot of number one, two, three seeds that did advance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, my, my brackets are awful. I do have three of the... I changed one of them at the last minute, and and that should not have been... I changed and went back to... I think I had Houston beating out Illinois, a number one seed, and I changed it back. So I went way out I went way out on a limb, as I normally do, and I have uh, Gonzaga beating Baylor. So I've got the number one okay. beating the number two team in the nation. <laughs> I went way, way out on that limb on that. I do the same thing. So every time I get a, a bracket from you, like, okay, this is going to be wild. I'm going to take a 13 here. I'm no, gonna take no. A 14. End of the day, I got a one against a two. I got Gonzaga beating Houston in, in mine. I got I went wild and got Villanova in my final four, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for me. But I still that's got pretty wild. I still got all four sitting I, there right now. I so. have three of the four uh, still there. I, I've got obviously. Uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, Alabama beating oh. out Michigan. I think I've got Alabama mm. to knock out the Wolverines, and I did have Illinois down on the other side. I, I was going to lean towards Houston, and I did take Illinois there. So, but I t- is there any thing that's more fun for a couple of weeks when you know? Can you imagine any other sport? You're, you're the best team all season long, whatever, and you get it. You lose one game, and you're done. And you're done. Yeah, and that's what makes it. So exciting. And the, some of the finishes is oh, incredible. Yeah, like, they're always great finishes. But I think that the best tweet I think I saw was the next day, the Oral Roberts University. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Tulsa? Tulsa, Oklahoma? You're looking up the Golden Eagle? Who are these guys? So good. It's so good. Like, I, I find myself flipping around to see which game is the closest oh. if I don't have anything yeah. ventured in and, and just to watch the finish. But uh, I'm like you. Uh, I've got Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan beating Alabama. Yeah. But I did have Illinois winning yeah. out of that bracket. That entire, I don't even know, is that the East or the... I don't know which direction that, it is. That, on the, on my the brackets, Illinois was, bracket is, is horrible. Yeah. Like, whatever that bracket is, I might as well And isn't it funny when it starts? And, and now the days are so mixed up. I used to always start with the, you can't say play-in games. It'll make somebody... Right. They're the first four. It's a play-in games, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. But, but whatever. It would start the real tournament, the real, sorry, the real tournament on the third. Thursday, the Friday, the teams that play in the, would play on the Saturday. The, and now, Monday night, too, like there's games. Uh, it's all over the place. All the time. Yep. I, hey, honey, I got to stay up late. I, I'm unemployed. I got <laughs> to stay up late and drink beer and watch basketball, man. Come on. It's uh, Utah State <laughs> against uh, Arkansas State. Yes, Cinderella. <laughs> so the one thing I didn't know is they actually have a definition of what constitutes an upset. Like a nine beating an eight is yeah. not an upset, or a Fair. ten beating a seven. There has to be five spots in between okay. to count to constitute an upset. So the fact that there have been twelve already, yeah, yeah. and the record for an entire tournament is thirteen, is Busted. just wild. 
is just wild. It's always interesting, too, when you see, you take a look at it. Let's even say it was, you know, a 7 against a 10, and that team's ranked higher. They're mm. the number. And then when you go to, whether it's pro line, if you're a gambler, or they're a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Well, they're how are they an underdog? They yeah. were ranked. They're, they're, so the number 10 is ranked as a better team it's than the, the number favorite, yeah. Well, then who put the rankings? Who put the seedings together? Joke NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it ever? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you first shot. We're about to get into that. We posted this on our social media. Sedona Prince posted a video of the women's weight room, which looked like one set of weights compared to the men's weight room, which looked like a fully equipped gym. What are our thoughts on that? Oh, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like, I was really angered by this. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. How many millions and millions and millions of dollars does the NCAA make and they can't treat a female athlete the same as a male athlete, especially in 2021? Mm -hmm. As a father of two girls, uh, I know you've got granddaughters. I know you have a daughter, mm -hmm. Matt. This is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, like the the setup, and it's not just the equipment that's there. That's the equipment for sixty four teams. Yes, like yeah, that's yeah. the whole. That's not just that team's workout room. That's all of them. But the thing that I uh, that irritates me the most is how it all ends. So uh, obviously and understandably so, everybody gets completely irate about how the NCAA is treating this. So the NCAA backtracks, they give them a huge room, and then they start tweeting out like they did some sort of a favor for everybody. They're, oh, women's tournament starts tomorrow, let's go. And it's a picture of the workout room that they should have gotten anyways. It's kind of like, see, we're, we're all even here. It was complete BS. Yeah, a little late to the party, aren't we? Yeah. There's no question. I have three granddaughters, and they're all involved in sports. To some degree or another, uh, one's in soccer, one's in hockey, the other gymnastics, and uh, and you kind of overlook it until you have some skin in the game, and then you go it. And to my three granddaughters, whatever they're playing, I have a a great niece that just graduated. She, the last two years, she was the captain of Queen's University hockey team, a real good player, a real fi far better player than her great uncle Steve ever was. I'll tell you that, <laughs> and, and a lot tougher. She was feisty and. You know, she played the last year with a knee brace on, had knee surgery. To her, that was the Stanley. She gave everything for yeah. five years at Queen's University to be the captain of that uh, that hockey club and took it every bit as seriously as any guy I've ever, ever met. It's, and I love I love their excuse too that oh it's a space issue and then when uh, she pulled back the video yeah. and turned around and like there was a football sized empty space there that they could have had a gym. Good for her. You know what? Yeah, I think I, I'm. Her. I thought. I hope she gets the recognition that she gets for that, to, for not putting up with that crap and and calling out what is you know a massive organization in the NCAA and getting things done. My favorite is too. She didn't look angry. She just kind of went, "Hey guys, just thought you should know." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And let it speak for itself. And now it's time for rapid fire. Are you guys ready? Yeah, yes, bring it on. Are you? And let's start with a question from listeners this time around. Both Kiefer and Tom want to know, who are your winners in the first round of NFL free agency? Well, I think the Patriots were the big spenders, but I think Tampa Bay is my winner. They basically kept the entire Super Bowl team together. Mm -hmm. Like Brady's back. Um, uh, Godwin's back. 
they're keeping their all important defensive linemen. Big Gronk, Gronk signed, yeah. signed again. Like, if you can win with that team. What did they see? Robert Kraft, did he not buy the club for like $172 million or something like this years back? He spent $162 million on free, free agents. Like, like, and, and, he's smi- <laughs> and he's smiling about it. Like, I, it's, I do like the Bills with uh, Trubisky. As a, I think that's a mm. great backup. Um, no, he never panned out. No, he's, there's many guys drafted after him or that were better quarterbacks. Without the pressure on, no, Josh Allen's going to play. We know that. But just as a little bit of a safety net, mm-hmm. a little bit of insurance, a guy that's going to go, in, and for what, a couple of million, two and a half million yeah, for the year? Yeah. Really good deal, I, cheap yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a real nice addition to the Bills. Yeah, the two teams I've got written down are the Bucks and the Bills. <laughs> and for the Bills, to me, it, it's, you know, and there certainly goes without saying, and Beller, you'd see this as well, just being around the spits and especially around the trade deadline or, or things like that. There, there's something to be said about keeping that same group together. Absolutely. And they haven't gone out and gotten anybody big. They haven't spent a ton of money on that. They just brought back the guys that got them where they got last year and said, Let, let's let's do this again. Let's up, bring bro? the band back together. And, you know, we're, we're coming back with everything we've got. And we've got unfinished business and, and all that. I think that plays out very well. And Deshaun Watson faces more than a dozen lawsuits for alleged sexual assault. Do you think this hurts his trade value? Wow, we're we're not going to hear the end of this story. I, I think uh, Deshaun Watson's lawyer spoke out on Tuesday, trying to fire back. Um, um, you know, talking about the fact that none of these women are putting their names publicly uh, forward. There are no criminal charges here. This is a terrible look, and it, and as much I, as I think it should have an impact, because if there's an ounce of truth to this, it's disgusting. As much as I think this is terrible, I don't think it hurts his trade value because the NFL is about winning and money, and everybody's going to need a quarterback in what has become a quarterback-dominant league. If Michael Vick can find a job for killing dogs, somebody will give a job to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, I I wish it would. I wish it would have an impact on right. his value. I wish the Houston Texans would use this as an opportunity to say, is there yeah. is there a club in the NFL that's oh. more messed up than the Texans? Man, are they ever? They make the Lions look good. It's a bad. They do. It's a bad scene down there, and and this is you know an opportunity for them to. Um, we're not trading him. We're keeping him. We're suspending him because of, of this, you know, and again, who, who knows what actually comes of this. And when I'm sure, as you said, Manny, it's, it's all going to come to light as we go along here and, and not to jump to conclusions, but I think it's a terrible look, but I'm also with you and yeah. saying that somebody's going to call and be like, Hey, remember when I gave you the offer of three first rounders and yeah, fifth yeah. round well, and yeah. you said no, because you thought, well, what do you think now? Somebody's going to pick up the phone and make that call. Yeah. And, and I, I do think it, it has to affect the value you know, if there's two women complaining, eh, three, four, you get thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I take the over. I, it, you know, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's got to be something to it, and uh, it, it's, it's certainly not good for I don't think for Deshaun Watson or for the Houston Texans or the NFL. 
And staying with the NFL, the league has finalized its broadcast rights agreements until 2033, worth $110 billion, and it includes a deal with Amazon Prime to broadcast Thursday night games. Um, if that deal also applies to Canada, will you spend money on a streaming package? Well, to only watch if Manny gives me his Prime, uh, his, Prime yeah, pass, yeah. His, his Amazon Prime password, then uh, then we're in, right, Manny? Sure, <laughs> sure. Check your streaming and your receipts as well as the uh, the previous orders. Yeah. It will apply to Canada because uh, the only caveat that I read in the agreement is if um, the home city, the home market, it will be broadcast on television. But otherwise, it'll be on Amazon Prime. And, you know, we have talked about this a few times yeah, on the podcast here already it comes. about how this is how they're going to try to get your money because you won't be able to watch it on cable television anymore. You're going to have to pay to get a streaming service. Hey, you're talking to the same guy that was standing on the corner with a sign, we'll work for, <laughs> we'll work for beer a couple hours ago, man. So. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like it, boys. I, yeah. This is this is going to be... This is yeah. end of the day. And I, you know, I have not had any sort of cable television for eight years now. I don't think I've missed anything. But... I subscribe to the NHL. I subscribe to MLB. I don't think those are overly expensive for the year, but I don't think it's not going to start creeping into this. Uh, you know, I've got Amazon Prime. Would I pay more for Amazon Prime right now because it's going to have a football a week during football season? Absolutely not. No, but, but, but I tell you what, what I'm have to I do. tell you what about twelve thirty quarter to one Sunday afternoon? Who's it? Hey, Matt and Beller, Manny, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> tequila, beer. That's a hundred and ten billion dollars. That's a lot of money that they've got to recoup. These networks. They're gonna pay Tony Romo, man. Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, and now Amazon Prime. They're gonna have to recoup their money somehow, and it can't just be all with advertising dollars, can no. it? No, no, I wouldn't think they got it in the because they got to pay a broadcaster. Go. Yeah, pay a Tony Romo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was he trying to scrape by twenty or thirty million a year or something like that? Oh, I, what did they say? He made more in three years in the booth than he did in his nine-year NFL career or whatever. It hey, broadcast. Hey, Manny, Matt. That's where, that's where the big money's <laughs> yeah. at, man. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, three unemployed broadcasters. <laughs> and uh, Philip Gustafson won his first NHL game after his first NHL start with the Ottawa Senators on Monday night. But the Flames made it hard for him to get the puck. Is that shady or is that uh, just uh, gamesmanship? Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, he, oh, he, he ended up getting the puck, by the way. He did. Oh, <laughs> Calgary. Calgary made it difficult for him to get real. Grab a puck off the off the bench and give it to him. And I, say I that's think they should have the two Kachuk boys uh, yeah, drop the mitts and fight over the puck at center ice after I the game. I think there was some pushing and Calgary's, shoving afterwards. Yeah, there, sure there was, was a little bit. For sure there was. Calgary struggling. They've already made a coaching change. It hasn't made a difference. Not scoring. They're losing against the worst team in the in the division. They're playing them again the next game that they play. Come on, it, let, get there's there's more serious things going on uh, between these two teams than than who made it difficult for who to get the puck. <laughs> oh, the puck! <laughs> I don't. Get, I didn't get my puck, coach. I really want to take the other side of the argument, but I, I you know what? I, I do can't. too. But you, I forget it. I, <laughs> I want know. to argue with you, but I can't. Yeah, like, maybe a junior C uh, first game of the playoff. They took the puck from the guy, or they scored yeah, his first the goal. Essex seventy three. No, no, forget that. <laughs> That's a, that's a terrible move. That's a dirty organization. That's a disgusting thing. And the Ottawa Senators and Calgary. Oh, 
Oh, he took the plug from him. <laughs> and uh, did you guys see the story about the Chicago Cubs minor leaker who was caught with 21 pounds of meth and one... <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. And 1.2 pounds of oxycodone pills? What is yeah. he thinking? That was just personal use. <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't wheeling, he wasn't dealing. That was, oh, hey man, it's just my, my personal stash, man. <laughs> I got some friends coming over for a Saturday night. We're gonna. Who's this guy, Cheech and Chong? Yeah. Come you know, on! He told the cops he was going to a kids' camp. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> like, oh my remember. goodness! I thought he was just trying to round the bases in about three point eight seconds. That was another episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you get better. No. <laughs> no, kids, don't do not try this at like, home. Theo Epstein leaves the club, and this is what happens. <laughs> and uh, finally, a group of Dodgers fans, I love this, they brought uh, bought a billboard across the street from Fenway Park thanking the Boston Red Sox for trading Mookie Betts to L.A. They claim it's a legitimate thank you, but is this the biggest troll job you have ever heard of in your life? It's great. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's such a great sign. It's so funny. It's still my favorite just from being a Tiger fan is after the success that Justin Verlander had in the playoffs when the Tigers were on their runs there. Somebody had updated Wikipedia to show Justin Verlander as the owner of the Oakland Athletics. That's still one of my, one of my favorites. He was dominant in the, that series because they played him in the division series back-to-back years, and he was unbelievable in those ones. But this one's right up there for sure. Yeah, it's pretty creative and uh, pretty quick and yeah a couple of bucks buy a billboard why not uh, I, th- I think it's great uh, it, this is not a billboard purchase but the uh, the in almost three quarters of the city of Owen Sound going to Mississauga <laughs> game seven of the OHL final um, and in Mississauga that averages 500 at a game yeah right. <laughs> in the warm up they were chanting go attack go might be the biggest troll for Steelheads fans yeah. <laughs> in what was uh, the 2011 OHL final. And that's our show for today. Yeah, you can find uh, all of our content. Uh, spend some time with us on social media as well. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well at uh, For Future Considerations. You'll also be able to get some great content on that social media, videos, uh, stories, um, you can comment on some of our feeds as well, and we'll use it in the podcast. You can also email us with your feedback and suggestions and show ideas and even your own hot takes if you agree or disagree with us at considerations at gmail.com. I was just excited to talk about the OT. We'll be playing the OT again uh, this coming week here. We'll be playing that on Friday. The Missing Link is Ooh, what we're going to be doing this time okay. around. Keller, are you free Friday? Or? Uh, Friday, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, good, good. He's going to stock the fridge on Thursday. So. All right. I'll, I'll come back, man. I'll pick you up at Lowe's on the company. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that sounds good. So we'll have uh, Beller back on Friday, and we'll play uh, The Missing Link. So you have a chance to win a great prize. Listen in. Follow us wherever you get uh, this podcast and watch for that new episode called The OT to Play for your chance to win a great prize on the next edition of For Future Considerations. Oh, you took the puck. Oh, the puck. That's my puck. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard... One of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. 
You're still here? It's over. Go home.